Hello, everybody, and welcome to the second episode of Stark Raven Mad. This is the podcast where we discuss and recap this week's episode of Game of Thrones, the fantastic series Game of Thrones. Uh, but before we get into that, I wanted to take the opportunity to plug a couple things. Uh, if you are in the Philadelphia area, you can catch this week, April 11th, 12th, and 13th, the Sideshow Musical Review. That's a show that I directed that I'm also in uh, and produce, I guess. Wearing a lot of hats. And uh, it's a kind of a... It's a musical review, exactly what it says. Uh, There are songs from Broadway, songs from classic rock, songs from uh, the 50s. Uh, There's songs from the 90s. It's uh, all centered around the theme of love. And uh, there's a bunch of different things that happen. Some of it's a little bit more cabaret style. Some of it's a little more performed. Uh, there's a, a great ending that we have to this thing that is uh, it's going to be pretty great, especially if you're a fan of uh, a particular late '80s film. And it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be a real good time. That is at the Arts Parlor, 1170 South Broad, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, check it out. The Sideshow Musical Review which also has one of our uh, panelists, if I may call them that, uh, Corinne Wells. So check it out. Uh, Also coming up uh, later uh, in the month, actually beginning of next month, is Dog Mountain. The Fit Sketch Team, Dog Mountain, which I am on, uh, will have a show. uh, I believe it is May 2nd and 3rd and 9th and 10th, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it's 2nd and 3rd, 9th and 10th. Uh, but I'll have uh, a couple episodes between now and then to correct myself if necessary. Uh, with that all said, uh, let's get to the podcast. With the second episode of Star Raven Mad, I am your host, Mike Marbach, and joining me again this week is Andrew Stanton. Hello, Andrew. What's up, Mike? How's it going? Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I've, I've, were you asking? <laughs> yes, I was oh, asking. It's going. Um, I uh, Earlier today, and I know you guys don't give a shit, I'm going to mention it just because I'm excited about it, I bought a... Uh, Plane tickets to go to to go to London in yeah. June. Uh, there's a five hour, five hour stopover in Dublin. Oh, that's fine. Um, to shoot Game of Thrones in Ireland, so oh, there's Jesus. a connection there. Yeah, I'm not gonna leave the airport. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure though they may end up after the series has been done doing something like the Sydney airport has done or the New Zealand airport, uh, where it's completely like Lord of the Rings out. No shit, yeah. really? Yeah, uh, look, I look it up. They have completely Lord of the Rings this place. I guess that movie really, uh, really uh, had a serious impact on their economy, didn't yeah. it? Like, this just brought in like millions, millions of dollars in jobs and shit in mm-hmm. New Zealand. Huh? And then it disappeared. It disappeared. And now New Zealand. You can probably still go on a Lord of the Rings tour. Yeah, yeah. Did you and see? I showed you with the exhibit, the Game of Thrones exhibit that was in New York. It's like touring what? the globe. It was like, yeah. like what it was just this? in New York. The Iron Throne. Actually, I think it's in New York today. Oh my god! 
<laughs> and then like they had like these these like archery sim simulation sim simulations yeah whatever mm. <laughs> that word and like is everything like all the wardrobe and stuff is awesome but uh, I didn't go that other person talking. Hey. Joining us this week was mentioned last week a couple times, I think, uh, and that is Corinne Wells. Hello, Corinne. What up? Uh, Corinne, uh, we know, especially after last week, Andrew's familiarity with the series, mm-hmm. both books and uh, uh, television show. What about you? Um, I am up to date on the series, and I have also been listening to the audiobooks, a totally different experience from reading and watching. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well informed. All right. Uh, I take notes, scene by scene, uh, going through the, the series, but we don't necessarily have to go through the, through it that way. Is there any kind of overall thought? That you have for this? What did you think of the episode, first of all? It's, to me, it's just one of those episodes that's just going to build up to some shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we haven't really gotten gotten rolling yet uh, this mm-hmm. season. Um, uh, it was the same with same with last episode, of course. Uh, it's more uh, catching up with people's stories and sort of uh, setting the table for where they're going to go. Uh, I think... Uh, particularly with uh, Jamie and Brienne's story, I think it just got going at the end here. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> their their story is about to take a really huge turn, and um, mm-hmm. we're about and, to we're about to see like a lot of stuff about most more so Jamie. I think mm-hmm. a lot, a lot. We're going to just see a lot of why he is the way he is, and I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, you, that's fine. I mean, I, I said a lot last week. <laughs> and, like, just just his, his relationships with his family and just how he feels about certain things, I feel like... We're about to see that shit unfold. And I, I'm... That, that sword fight scene, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of, like... One of my favorite in the audiobooks. <laughs> um, it was one of my favorite things to listen to because it's just like Jamie's mental thought is like, this bitch going to try to fight me and she's not even really about it. But then she starts to overpower him and like yeah. hearing that and hear, hearing him like slowly start to gain more respect for her mm-hmm. is really interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's uh, completely defined by his... Is a martial prowess and a sword play, and uh, he's renowned uh, worldwide for it. Right. And um, even though he is, even though he is um, shackled, uh, he's still, you know, vastly more skilled than most most anyone that he could come across. And the fact that Brienne is uh, going toe to toe with him is. Mm-hmm. Is, is huge. Yeah. yeah, I think like in in the books, like they said, like the only person that was kind of better than him was Rhaegar. Yeah, um, the splendid Rhaegar Targaryen. Yeah, which yeah. one was that? Rhaegar. He he died prior to this, like Robert's Rebellion. Okay, like he died in that. He's yeah. So does he have a bigger part in the books, or is he just mentioned? Uh, Rhaegar is mentioned very frequently in the books. He's important. Yeah. He's um I think we should talk more about him in a little bit but uh he's uh, a a hugely important figure um 
especially in uh, in for Daenerys and for uh, for Robert. Uh, obviously, you know we don't see Robert anymore, but in the mm-hmm. very first episode, um, if you you remember when our Robert and uh, Ned go down to the the crypt beneath Winterfell, and they're uh, they're looking at Lyanna's tomb. And um, Robert says, "In my dreams, I kill him every night." And he's talking about Rhaegar. He's uh, absolutely and completely consumed still to this day. About you know, fifteen, fifteen in the book, probably more like seventeen in the show. You know, seventeen years later, after he's killed this guy, he's still absolutely consumed with his hatred for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's it's deep. Rhaegar. Yeah. Write that um, name down and you dream about him. Rhaegar. It's R H A E G A. Yes. R H A G A R. That's not Rhaegar. Yes, it is. Uh, okay. Well let's dive in to the the actual episode a bit. Uh, I had mentioned earlier that Bran uh, this is you sure first... you know who that is? I know who it is. Okay. Uh, last week, if you re listen to the episode, there's not really a hint of me not knowing who he is in the sense of who he is, just the name. Right. Yeah. There's confusion That's with the fine. name. No, I understand. There's so yeah. many characters in this Brand. Well, it's the, it's the Bran, uh, Brienne. Brienne, and Bron. Yeah, Bron, right? no, I understand what you're saying. Totally. So it was just more... Okay. You know what? <laughs> Next week... Uh... <laughs> You won't be hearing this we'll voice. We'll have a cash <laughs> <laughs> So Bran, I had said, is looking, uh, starting to look a little like Mary Steenburgen, who is Ted Danson's wife. Uh, she was Clara in Back to the Future Part 3. Uh, and Arya, uh, my cat, is under the table here. And it's a glass table, so you, the other two can see her kind of clawing the shit out of me. Uh, but um, it was, it was a, Bran was dreaming. Yeah, he was having a... He was having a dream where he was walking through the woods and he saw the um, saw the three eyed crow. Or I guess they're called mm-hmm. the three eyed raven. Here. And the reason we know it's a dream because Bran is walking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's usually the hints that he's having a dream. Okay. Full disclosure on my notes, <laughs> I have a dream question mark. It's uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, this is but, a we're talking about a fantasy was, story. We're but then I was like, oh wait, he's walking something. in my head, so <laughs> it's a dream. Maybe they were on the Lost Island. It's just what we need just to fucking bring Lost into this. Can we talk about Lost? Lost again. Uh, Then he wakes up. But he he sees... Game of Thrones fan fiction. He sees a a guy, a kid. Uh, Yeah, he sees a... A young gentleman. A young young lad. Mm -hmm. Does the kid say anything to him? I don't remember. I don't remember an hour ago. He says you can't kill it because it's you. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I uh, really loved uh, John and Rob. Oh, that was being in so dream. awesome. John, like that, John and Rob being yeah. in his that dream. That tugged at my heart a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So he wakes up, and uh, then uh, Hodo comes and gets him. Hodor. Hodor. Hodor, Hodor comes and gets him. Uh, <coughs> Tonks is there. Um, who? That was her name in uh, Harry Osha. Potter. Osha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Hodor only speaks in his name. Yeah, yeah. Hodor has some sort of a mental deficiency. Like, he's uh, also huge. And he's huge, yeah. Um, he's like a human Pokemon in the sense that he... 
can only say What's the a... name of the thing that he is. Um, actually, this is mentioned very briefly, but ITV, we learned that Hodor is in the is books. Not For actually, anybody yeah. joining in now, he's, he shortens in the books in the books to ITV. Well, I'm hoping it just syllables. kind of joins the vernacular. ITAB <laughs> is in the audience. <laughs> ITAB um, <laughs> in the uh, ITV. It's revealed that Hodor is not actually Hodor's name. That's just the word that he says. Oh. That's just the word that he says, yeah. so people call him Hodor. Yeah, like Gollum. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah. He His name is like Walder or something. But for some unknown reason, he can only say the word Hodor, so Hodor. that's become his name. Okay. In the audiobooks, the accent is like so, like, I think the guy that reads it, I think he's like... I don't think he's British. I think he's like Welsh or something. I don't know what he is, but he's he's like Hodor. <laughs> the di- the Hodor dialogue in the books is really great. It is. Like, Hodor said Hodor. <laughs> we might be the first Game of Thrones podcast to have like every iteration represented. I don't think anybody's ever talked from the audiobook perspective. <laughs> It's, it is. It's a different experience. There's also the claymation cartoon. Um, you know that in the first episode, Hodor's voice is like, there's like an effect on his voice. And then they drop that like the yeah. second episode. Yeah. I don't remember that. No, if you watch the first episode, there's like some yeah. really, really deep, like a, like digitally altered voice. Yeah, in this episode, he was just very like, Hodor. Yeah. By the second episode, get rid of his beard. It's like first episode, he has a much deeper voice than he has a beard. His beard was his vocal change. Yeah. Uh, so Hodor comes, gets him, wakes him up, takes him somewhere. Uh, then we go to Rob at where were they? He's uh, still Aaron at Aaron Hall. Hall yeah. Um, what they said, Lord Bolton. Lord yeah. Bolton. Roos is that the first Bolton. time we've seen this guy? No, we saw we saw Roos Bolton in the second season. Um, actually, we were introduced to Roos Bolton pretty much right when we were introduced to Lady Talisa. Or, I guess it's just Talisa. I guess they just call her Lady Talisa. I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's, in, she's, like, not in the... She's not ITB, so... <laughs> she, she's, she's replaced... No, she's not ITB. <laughs> no, she's, uh... She replaces a different character. Like, all the stuff that she does is a, is a different character. But um, Okay. So, I guess her name is Talisa. If you remember that episode, the second season, where uh, Rob and Rob is walking around uh, observing the aftermath of a battle, and uh, she saws the guy's foot off. The dude who's with Rob, who's telling him about... He says something like, um, you know, the high road is very is very honorable, but you'll have a hard time marching your army up it. You know, that's Roose Bolton. Okay. Um, I I was a little upset at the casting of Bruce Bolton because I tab he's a very like in my mind he reminds me of Tywin but mm-hmm. a little bit like creepier like a if Tywin and Dracula had babies that would be <laughs> Bruce Bolton to me yeah I also pictured him. Uh, it's looking a lot more like I pictured Tywin yeah like but paler yes you know, skinnier yeah. Like sunken, really like kind of pale, and just eyes. like a softer voice, but like still, like I don't know, <clears throat> still commanding. commanding. Like they talk about yeah. how that uh, be like how he um, he speaks really softly, mm-hmm. like he he almost whispers, yeah, yeah. just 
and kind of commands people's attention yeah. that way because you have to strain to hear him. Yeah, yeah. I tap. He's more like, <laughs> <laughs> "You're stuck." Get, get old. Yeah. <laughs> it's so old. <laughs> I like I tab though. I have stop. Sorry. Don't stop. <laughs> Let's wait until it gets old. <laughs> Uh, and Rob pulls Catelyn aside, and I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time she's really hearing, because up until this point, she's wondered, she she didn't know what was happening with with Winterfell or her her kids, right? Yeah. Uh, so he breaks the the news that, uh, shit went down, and she doesn't take it too, too well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, like, the way that, that Rob explained it, there was some, like, confusion as to the fate of Bran and Rickon, but in the books, was there, like, they thought they were dead. They were, they were, they pretty much knew, you know, I'm doing air quotes right now, they knew that Bran and Rickon were dead. They were... Were those the ones that were burned? Yeah, Bran and Rickon are the two little Stark boys. Yeah, uh, you know, Bran, of course, is the you know the paralyzed one, right, yeah. and uh, Rickon is the the little the littlest. Oh, Stark. Okay, right. Yeah, but who were the ones ran. that were, were? They were just some neighborhood kids. Okay, just some. Yeah, the, the the two yeah the two kids who they burned were orphans. Yeah. Um. They they were from some earlier episode too, like. Uh, like, uh, some lord comes to, because when Bran is, you know, lord of Winterfell for a bit, some lord comes to him and is bitching why and about how he doesn't have anybody to, you know, build, rebuild his, his hold fast or something. Mm-hmm. So, Bran gives him two orphan boys. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I, I, I only picked up on that from watching that, from listening to the commentary track on the DVD. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a pretty, pretty subtle connection, I guess. In this episode, it seemed like every time they would mention somebody, the next scene would have that person. Um, so in this case, it was Theon. Theon, mm-hmm. Theon came next. Greyjoy. Yeah, uh, and we find him being tied up and tortured. That kind of sucks. Well, you know, <laughs> for him, I guess he was asking for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You mean? Uh, Who's doing this? <coughs> I don't you, think if you can answer without because we know because yeah. we know who was sent after him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roose Bolton. For, um, for those of us who yeah. <laughs> may not don't. remember, uh, who was sent after him? What's that? Who was sent after him? Uh, yeah, Roose Bolton uh, told Rob that he would send uh, his bastard after him. Uh, Ramsey. Uh, yeah. Snow. Roose Bolton uh-huh. has a bastard son named Ramsey Snow. Mm-hmm. Um, Wow, uh, so, uh, so yeah, uh, right now Theon is in the dungeon of the Dreadfort, which is where the Boltons live, and he's, uh, being tortured. Uh, the Boltons, uh, sigil, if you notice, is the Flayed Man, uh, which is, you know, a guy with all his skin cut mm-hmm. off. Gross. Uh, yeah. The Boltons, yeah. uh, have a history of, uh, of flaying their enemies, of skinning them, and of, To uh, have it as a sigil is weird, but <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. weird people. Yeah, ITV. Their colors are are their color is pink, like uh like their their flags are pink, and uh you know Ruth Bolton has you know pink clothes pink clothing on. I guess it doesn't look cool enough for this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna change it to black. Pink doesn't go well. Uh, we go to Brienne 
or Brienne? Mm-hmm. Is it Brienne or Brienne? Brienne. Uh, and Jamie. Uh, and I don't know oh, if you wait, can hear time it. Out. Back to Theon. We're going to see some shit go down with that guy. But yeah, I mean, that's probably the that's probably the biggest uh, difference I've seen between the show and the book so far for this season is um, uh, in the book we don't Theon's absent from the third book yeah. completely, and oh, okay. uh, I think he, he's absent from the fourth book as well. Um, I'm just trying to think of the point with the few. I don't. Yeah, he he's not in the fourth book at all. I don't think there's a lot of Greyjoy action in the fourth book, but not yeah. Theon. Um. He's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, the fourth and fifth book take place simultaneously. Okay. So Theon's absent for the third, and then he's just not part of the, the characters that we're seeing in the fourth one, but then he, you know, he, we don't, all the shit that we're seeing now of him being tortured, we don't see till the fifth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we go to Brienne and Jamie. Uh, we had a nice pee shot. Yeah. Uh, that seemed to be that. Flight. That's the closest thing to any kind of N- nudity. Yeah. Yeah. I was disappointed. This episode so had. There's no boob shots. No boob shots this episode. There was some boobs no the first episode. <laughs> there were boobs the first episode. Bron was yeah. about to get it busy. Yeah. Well, uh, no, that's not true. We kind of assumed that Shay was going down on Tyrion. But that was. We didn't really see he had, it. He had, implied film. He, he had definitely had. The face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you guys talk about how in the books, an eye tab, um, Tyrion's nose is gone? Yeah, yeah. When uh, when uh, when Mandon Moore uh, slices yeah. his face, wow. uh, he lops off Tyrion's, almost Tyrion's entire nose and part of his lip. Yeah. Gross. He's, he's way more grotesque. I mean, he's yeah. more he's more grotesque to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um... Like in the in the books, Tyrion is uh, like his head's a lot more misshapen. His eyes are two different colors. He's just a lot uglier. He's yeah. just a lot uglier looking. Yeah, yeah. and Peter Dinklage is uh, he's a good looking dwarf. Yeah, he's a good looking dwarf. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd fuck him. Yeah, all he just needs is all he needs is a flat head and no teeth. And yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, well, you gotta have somewhere to put your drink. That's exactly. <laughs> uh, Brienne, uh, they're they're like chatting back and forth, and Brienne is kind of being teased, a little little tormented a bit by uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. and uh, he's just trying to, you know, he's just being Jamie, I guess, being a pain in the ass. Uh, and he mentions, and I wanted to ask you guys about this because I don't know how much of it would be true or if it's just him fucking around um, about Renly. Her like in Renly. I no, just... she she loved Renly. Yeah. Um, there's backstory in that. I don't know if we would have gotten that far to that. It's not like deep backstory or anything. Was any of that in the series that I didn't pick up on or remember? Uh, when we're when we're first introduced to Brienne, she's um ride or die. She, yeah, she's right. She's pretty ride or die. Yeah. yeah. She's a she's a very. Uh, very enthusiastic about serving Renly. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. And, uh, serving that dick. <laughs> she she wants to ass his D. She wants to get. <laughs> she wants to get. She wants to party. She's totes DTF. <laughs> She's totes DTF, <laughs> and she won't take no for an ass. Um. She. Uh, so yes. Is, uh, uh, yeah. I mean. I mean. Yeah. I mean. 
it's not when? outright. It's not outright. Uh, sad. Like she, there's yeah. never a point where. And then Brienne confesses that she wanted to ask Renly's D. It's just <laughs> no. They're like she's they really admires when she was when they were younger. Like she was obviously still ugly back then, yeah. and I like she was. I don't know. They were like at some. High society thing. Some yeah, something. And Renly was the only person that danced with her, and he was the only person that was nice to her. And that's pretty much when she fell in love with him. So that's that's kind of the root of that. Do they actually say that she's in love? Not not in love, but it's it's pretty. Uh, It's it's heavily implied. Yeah, Yeah. it's heavily implied. But we all we all know Renly is down for the other team. Yeah. No, not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Uh, and... Jesus. <laughs> I think uh, one of my favorite lines of the night was, uh, it's a shame the throne <laughs> wasn't, made, well, of wasn't cock. made of cocks. Otherwise, <laughs> you would have never gotten off. off it. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. The, the Renly homos- Renly's uh, homosexuality is much, uh, is much more subtle in the book. In the books, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, like it's only really vaguely implied. Honestly, I, I I might not have picked up on it if, if I only if picked I up on it because so. later on when they ta- when they were talking about Loris, um, I it came up then too. Oh, there's like a, a hole in Renly that even Loris Terrell couldn't find. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I have here innocent man. What does that mean? Uh, you're talking you're talking about the dude. Uh, there's an old uh, Brienne and Jamie saw. Uh, oh, the old man. innocent man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which comes to bite them in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Later down, later yeah. down the road. Yeah, because Jamie suggests that they kill him. Kill him. Uh-huh. And uh, she was off that circle. Yeah, uh, and they don't because Brienne says that he's an innocent man, and we'll find out. Well, somebody's got to teach Brienne that snitches get stitches. Stitches. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, okay. Yeah, Joffrey getting dressed. <laughs> I love that. That's your note of the episode, Joffrey getting dressed. It, well, it's uh, it's just the the mm. scene. I the feel scene. like that was the name of that scene. Joffrey getting dressed. dressed. I actually read somewhere that that was originally the title of this episode. <laughs> Joffrey, Joffrey getting dressed. It was um it was originally an hour long montage of Joffrey <laughs> trying on outfits. No yeah. more flowers. To medieval pretty woman version. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a harpsichord. Sharp dressed lad. I just feel like <laughs> every episode is just like with every scene with Joffrey is just trying to remind us like we need it. Yeah. That Joffrey's just a fucking piece of poop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little fart knocker. Yeah. F- fuck that kid. He, <laughs> fuck that. He's getting dressed. Uh doesn't like flowers. Cersei is kind of chatting him up uh during this. And she's kind of uh, pushing the idea of, what's her name, Marjorie? Mar- yeah, Marjorie. Kind of like pushing Marjorie on him, just like, hey, what about her? You know, you know what? Um, we talked a, bit, a little bit last week about the yeah. dinner scene with Marjorie and Cersei and Loras and Joffrey. Um, and I didn't really know what to make of it then. And I, I rewatched the episode this morning, and I've been thinking a lot more about it. Um, I, I think that all the Joffrey Cersei scenes that we've 
that we've witnessed so far, you know, that dinner scene and this one here. Uh, I think the the story here is uh, Joffrey slipping out of Cersei's control. Yeah. I mean, we saw we saw a lot of that, or you know, some of that in the previous seasons, but now he's he's much more open about it, and she seems to be losing control. Not only is Cersei losing control of him, but she's losing control of him to another woman. Yeah, okay. and we start to see like hints of paranoia in Cersei. I think. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah. just that woman. Yeah, I had I brought it up last week. Uh, yeah, I did uh, about how Marjorie seems to be having an impact mm-hmm. on him, mm-hmm. kind of changing him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So that story checks out. Uh, we go to <laughs> and once again we're talking about something, and then it comes back. Uh, the next scene, Sansa, uh, and she's being summoned. To go to the garden or something? Uh, yeah, they send... Uh, Sir Loras? They send Sir Loras Tyrell. S- Sir Loras. Yes. Yeah, Sir Loras. Not Sir Loras, as I heard right. it. <laughs> Not that, Sir Loras. That's Marjorie's brother and... S-E-L-O-R-A-S is what I have. Yeah. It's Renly's... Lover. Oh. And Marjorie's brother. Yeah, is Marjorie's younger brother. The one from the other season? Yes. Oh. Okay. He's the the knight of the flowers. If you remember the first season, he was um, that's he jousts. Uh, well, because uh, the, the Tyrells are like flower people. Yeah, their 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 sigil <laughs> is uh, is a Hipster rose. Doofuses. Their sigil is a rose, and they they just come from a they come from a um, a region of Westeros that is particularly really fertile. Lush. High garden. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, he's a. Uh, they don't they don't play out too much, but Sir Loras is. Um, is a is a knight of such uh, such renown uh, as to almost rival Jamie. Yeah, like he's not he's not as good as Jamie, but he's 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 pretty damn close. Yeah, he's still young, so he's got some growing. Hey, whoa, Arya, like come up to say hello. Nope. Okay. Uh, cool. We didn't and, talk about that scene. Uh, that's um, what I was going to... Yeah. That was the next thing. We that's an important, huge scene, yeah. too. Yeah. Go into the garden talking to Grandma Tyrell. Uh, Lady Elena Tyrell, uh, the Queen of Thorns. Whoa. Yikes. <laughs> uh, and she's pro- prodding uh, Sansa to spill mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Joffrey, which if I was Sansa, I'd be just as, if not more so, nervous to say anything because it's like... Everybody in there is out to get you. Yeah. Um, you never know who's going to rat. It's interesting to see the contrast between Sansa and Marjorie, just as people. Mm-hmm. Like, Marjorie is very sure and certain of herself, and she knows what she has to do to get where she has to be, whereas Sansa is just all... Well, at least she was all, like, dresses and pretty things. Oh, shit. It's not that at all. <laughs> yeah, I think that has a lot to do with uh, their upbringing, uh, with Marjorie being, you know, a southern girl and Sansa, mm-hmm. and Sansa living up, up north, because up uh, way, way up in Winterfell, um, I mean, the north in general is so remote. It's so spread out, and they're so separated, both geographically and culturally. Uh, from everything else that's going on yeah. in the south of Westeros, so they're not really part of all the the political intrigue and mm-hmm. court nonsense that's they, going on down there. They even and, like mm-hmm. worship the old gods still. Mm-hmm. 
as opposed to the new. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. the Where, faith of the seven. Yeah, whereas uh, whereas in High Garden, uh, Marjorie is uh, presumably is exposed to a lot of court intrigue and you know political game game playing. So yeah, she knows she has what a, she's doing. She has a much greater idea of how things are actually done. Whereas Sansa comes to King's Landing is a very naive mm-hmm. little girl who's who's um who's only a uh, impression of. You know, kings and queens is what she's heard in songs. You know, songs and stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we and we see Marjorie's prowess in that conversation that she had with Joffrey. How she completely <clears throat> knew how to work that conversation because we've seen how Joffrey can be when he's like, you know, he wants to ruffle your feathers and mm-hmm. then turn shit around on you. When he was talking about how she was married to Renly, and then. She worked that conversation, and mm-hmm. yeah, and then they were shooting they boar's heads. Handle his yeah. wood. <laughs> so, um, and that uh, going back to the garden scene uh, with uh, Lady Elena, um, Queen of Thorns. I think this is the first time we're seeing that there's more to uh, there's more to Marjorie uh, yeah. passing out bread to orphans. There's more to them. There's more to it than the Tyrells just wanting to make people like them. Uh, the Tyrells are uh, are starting a power play, and uh, so they're the pumping. Yeah, they're playing the Game of Thrones, <laughs> and uh, they're pumping Sansa for information on Joffrey because they want to know how to handle this. They want to know how they can best control Joffrey and uh, press their advantage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're a very female dominated family. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they wouldn't Girl power. probably then turn around and rat her out. Well, we won't reveal anything like that to you. Idiots. <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate that. Uh, so we're back to Rob on the road. Rob's on the road. <laughs> Rob on the road. Uh, <laughs> Rob on the road. <laughs> um, to, to River Run. Yeah. Uh, Rob on the road to River Run. And... And let's explain why he's on the road to River Run. Um, Catelyn's dad passed away. That's right. Yeah. When when earlier when she was given the news about Bran Rickon, before that she was given the news that her father, uh, Hoster Tully, had had passed away. Well, that is a bad news day for Catelyn. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Well, you know, Hoster Tully was very sick for a long time. He has some weird stomach cancer thing. We saw, didn't we see him? No, no, no we never mm-hmm. met him in the yeah, show. I'm probably thinking of a different show. Yeah, uh, you might be thinking of a completely different show. <laughs> yeah. The Wire. Is yeah, maybe. With Mary Kitty from The Wire. <laughs> uh, and on, on the on the walk, on the on the road to River Run, uh, they it's Rob talking to his uh, Rickard. Uh, Rickard Karstark is that character's name. Okay. Karstark. Uh, and I guess I didn't realize this, and maybe I should have. Wow. Uh, that they don't really like, uh, what's her face? Talisa. Talisa, yeah. It's not so much that they don't like her, it's they don't like the fact that, uh, since Rob married her, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, Rob's bannermen consider the war to be lost. Yeah, yeah. Even, they even said as much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you lost the war, we lost the war the day you married her. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do, why? Do the watchers know why? They don't know why? 
Yeah, yeah, they touched on him because because we knew that uh, Rob that as part of the bargain to cross the twins is that Rob was promised to one of Walter Frey's daughters. Uh, we remember Walter Frey as the Lord of the Crossing. You know, the there's two castles on either side of a river connected by a bridge, and uh, the Lord of that of the Crossing is uh, Lord Walter Frey. He has. Um, some like twenty something true born sons, then countless other bastards and grandchildren and great grandchildren. This guy has a huge family and he's he's some ninety years old. He's pretty much in the business of arranging marriages for his kids and grandkids. So uh that's kind of the toll he exacts on Rob and uh so not only does uh do the phrase let Rob and his army crossed the bridge, but they also uh, reinforced them. Mm-hmm. So, um, so not only is this a is this a host of northern men, there's also a lot of Frey men in there. And then when uh, when Rob marries Talisa, that um, uh, is a huge, huge insult to the phrase yeah. and uh, mad disrespectful. Be <laughs> they? I don't know what the current lingo is for insulting someone. <laughs> I don't know what the cool <laughs> phrasing is for that. But it happened. But it happened, yeah. and people are fucking pissed. Yeah. And so the phrase aren't really on their side anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get to Catelyn talking to Talisa, right? Mm-hmm. A.K.A. Uh, Jane West- Westerling. That's who she is in the book. But whatever. Okay. Uh, I tell. Uh, and she starts telling the story of Jon Snow. Um, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So this is where I know you guys wanted to uh, chit-chat about some things. Yeah. Yes. I think, uh, well, Cram and I have been discussing for a little bit uh, Jon Snow parentage. And I think we're in agreement over Yes. This. Let's talk about what we do now. Okay. <laughs> Here's what we know about Jon Snow's parentage. Nothing. Nothing at all. But what we do know is that at the end of Robert's Rebellion... No. They, they let's, know, not, but... let's not talk about the you know, the scene. Okay. Because that's omitted from the show. And that was that's probably my favorite part of the first book. Yeah. So I'd rather not talk about that specific scene. Okay. But um, but they do, they do talk about... Uh, 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 Liana's last words to Ned, which mm-hmm. were "Promise me, Ned." Yeah. And about uh, Ned's Ned's uh, unknown promise yes. to his sister Liana. Yeah. Um, now Liana, um, the whole we can explain what Robert's Rebellion was about, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. The whole yeah. reason why shit hit the fan um, was because Rhaegar Targaryen. Uh, who was married at the time. Yeah, yeah, Rhaegar was married to, to Princess Elia, Elia yeah. of Dorne. Yeah, to a Dornish woman. And um, at, I don't know what these events are called anymore. They were at a tourney. It was a, a tournament. Tourney, a joust. Yeah, a jousting <laughs> tournament. And you, the winner, like, gives a woman a rose, and, like, that's, like, his, like... Whatever. Uh, you declare, he, he, the winner gets to pick a woman to designate the queen of love and beauty. That. And you're supposed to pick your wife. Yes. And he picked Liana. Liana is, was supposed to be with Robert, and 
you know, everybody's angry and uproarious about that, and all of a sudden Liana, like, disappears, and they think that Rhaegar stole her. Mm-hmm. I don't think he stole her. Yeah. Uh, the most important thing here is that despite um, this, despite the story we get from the perspective of, of Robert and, um, and a lot of the people who were loyal to him, who paint Rhaegar as a bad guy, um, he wasn't. It really seems that Rhaegar was not evil. Um, he was this beautiful man who played the harp. Yeah, he's a, he's a very he was brooding and sensitive. He had purple eyes. He had purple eyes, and he had silver hair, and he played the high harp, and he sang and created poetry. And he he and was slept a better under the stars. a better knight than Jamie. Uh, yeah, he was a. Just... I've said it a couple times. He was the splendid crown prince, Rhaegar yeah. Targaryen. He was the best way I can put it is if you've read any Tolkien, the way that Tolkien describes every goddamn elf in the whole thing, that's Rhaegar Targaryen. He's perfect and he's graceful, mm-hmm. um, and he's very, very handsome. So handsome in my mind, he is anyway. Yeah, um, he's handsome in my mind too. Um, so yeah, so everyone who was on the side of Robert during Robert's Rebellion feel that, oh, he kidnapped her. I think she went away with him. Mm-hmm. Because if Rhaegar Targaryen comes up to you and he's like, listen, I want you, you go. <laughs> yeah, you go, you go. And plus, Robert talks about how in love with Lyanna he was, like how they were, they were in love, but I mean, she grew up in Winterfell and he grew up. In Storm's End mm-hmm. and the Vale, and presumably wouldn't have had much time around her. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then there's um. <clears throat> so there's the fact that Rhaegar's not evil. There's Lyanna's unknown promise. Yeah. To to Ned that we don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a scene in the first book where uh, Robert is kind of grilling Ned about John. Yeah, about his parentage, I guess. And Ned says, uh, don't ask me about John. He's my blood. That's it. He doesn't say he's my son. Yeah. He said he's my blood. Mm-hmm. And there's another part where, uh, I forget what question is posed to Ned, but he starts, he says, well, what if, uh, blah, blah, if my children were in that situation? What if something happened to, to Rob or Sansa or... Brandon or Arya or Rickon, and he doesn't. He doesn't Imagine mention John. No. Yeah. Um, so, my theory and our theory mm-hmm. is that Jon Snow is the bastard child of Rhaegar Targaryen and Lyanna. Yeah, it's probably the, more, the most commonly uh, commonly uh, uh, proposed uh, Jon Snow parentage yeah. theory. Um. Because the, the evidence just, it, it's there. There's a lot of it, it's, yeah. There's so much of it there. I mean, like, Throughout I think the, the biggest, I, <laughs> ITB and ITAB, um, <laughs> the only evidence really against it is the way that John looks. Because we all know that Tar- Targaryen blood is really strong. And John doesn't look Targaryen at all. Right. But I feel like Stark blood is really strong, too. He does, he does look very much like a Stark. And um, with the exception of Arya... All of the other Stark children uh, have a lot of Tully in them. Mm-hmm. Like they all have kind of reddish hair, and they look like Catelyn. Um, but John and Arya look 
a lot like a lot like Starks, mm-hmm. and um, Arya is supposed to be just the like. Liana reborn. She looks almost. She's supposed to look almost exactly like Liana did. Um, but uh, one other thing is, uh, if uh, if John is Rhaegar's son, then that explains how Ned re- why Ned reacts so strongly to um, to Robert's command that uh, that Daenerys has to be killed just yeah. because she's a she's a Targaryen. Yeah says, you know, she's Targaryen and that's enough, that's a reason to kill him. That would that that would explain why Ned reacts so strongly mm-hmm. to killing her because he can't he can't, you know, reconcile that with raising Rhaegar's son. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also I another one of my theories as to why he's a Targaryen ghost. I think the fact that ghost's hair is white, that's like, you know, that's the Targaryen. Yeah. I don't yeah. disagree. I think that's a bit of a stretch. I don't disagree. It is a stretch. But I feel like it's just one of those subtle things that George put in there. <laughs> yeah, right. The color of white. Yeah. Just Watch, like that's going to be exactly it. Too. He couldn't touch anything red. That's going to be exactly it, too. God damn it. Uh, right. Uh, so we go to... I have snow in the wildlings, but that's a. Uh, um, oh god, I can't remember his name now. Who's Which the wildlings? John Snow. John Snow. Oh, John Snow. You okay. had it right. Um, John Snow. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he's with the wildlings. Wildlings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the the first mention of, uh, what is it called? The the wark org wargs wargs. Uh, people yet. that can. Enter the minds of animals and see through mm-hmm. their eyes. Orbs or skin changers. Uh, yeah, so we see Gareth Keenan uh, having uh, warged into a hawk. Uh, yeah, the character's name is Orel, and the actor's name is Mackenzie Crook. You may remember him as Gareth Keenan from The Office. Nope. You're The Office? <laughs> The the English one, the original office. Uh, I saw it a very long time ago. Oh, fuck you guys! <laughs> Sorry. No, that's no, well deserved. Um, I apologize. No, it's all right. I've no. seen it. I just don't yeah. really. Okay. Remember. You watch the American one, Corinne? Not really. Not really? No, okay, that's not that good. I've seen the first few seasons. Yeah. Whoa. Right, anyway. <laughs> anyway, I just assume that you guys have watched every other show that's been on. <laughs> Anyway, for for literally everybody else who's seen The Office, <laughs> remember, uh, yeah, that dude who's playing RL who can, who can switch his mind into a hawk, that was Gareth from The Office. Cool. It's good to know. He was also in Pirates of the Caribbean, Mike. He was the guy with the... Uh, the wood eye. Yeah. yeah. Okay, see, I, re- I recognize him from that. You've fucking seen Pirates of the Caribbean. All four. All right. <laughs> was there four of them? Yeah. Those movies would be so good if they were rated R. Uh, Curse yeah. of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, At World's End, and, and Stranger Times. Pig in the City. <laughs> Those movies would be sweet if they were rated <laughs> R. If you, could have, if you could have nudity and violence. That would be That would be so good. 
Uh, Mike just did his Johnny Depp impersonation, I think. So it was kind of, uh, no. <laughs> I think that's what that was. It was more of the Keith Richards. <laughs> um, so we're at... We, we, we see that. Uh, then we're with Sam and the Night's Watch people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're kind of walking... Samuel Tarly. Yes. They're walking through uh, the Winter Wonderland. And... The, the he, Frost Fangs. The Frost Fangs. That mountain range, yeah. Pretty sure it's Winter Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure. You know what? Actually, I think for the premise of the show, they did change it to Winter Wonderland. <laughs> I got an email from, it's gonna uh, be the from David title. Benioff who yeah. said that. <laughs> cool that you uh, conversed with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's getting kind of prodded and mocked and ridiculed uh, by who? Rast. Rast? I don't even remember if he's uh, if he's from the book. I don't think he is. If he is, I don't remember. Like, it wasn't yeah, that... It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's just a mean guy from the Night's Watch. Which yeah. is like everyone in the Night's Watch. So. Yeah, especially towards uh, Sam Walt Harley. Mm-hmm. Sir Piggy. Yeah, because I'm Piggy. Uh, and they are... I don't think we talked about this last week. We In the, in the first episode... Sam is saved by the Night's Watch guys. Uh, the wolf comes, and then they, they're all there. And they're all... They had just fought a battle. Mm-hmm. They, they, had, they had fought the, the, the walkers? Yeah, they just fought a... Uh, they just fought a very... Uh, uh, a very bloody battle against the whites. Against the, uh, the undead. Yeah, because they all look... They, they got the shit kicked out of them. They got their asses handed to them. Yeah, like even the... The the one the one big guy the what's his face the Lord Commander yeah yeah he's got a big gash on his face yeah um, yeah they look like they really got the shit kicked out of them uh, they lost um, most of their men wow it's implied you, you see how small the the contingent is of them now there wasn't a lot of them to begin with but how do you kill though is it just like a zombie you just Chop off their head. You have to, they have to burn. Yeah. I was gonna say you have to burn. Yeah, you gotta shoot it in the head with a shotgun. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have shotguns. Oh yeah, because they did that in the, the last season, or was it the end of the first yep, season? With a shotgun. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and it burned too, right? Didn't it burn? They them? burn them. They yeah. also like get them stand out puddle and they uh, dip some wires in it. <laughs> <laughs> so far, the only way there is another way. There is, but it hasn't come up yet. But so far, and, okay. well, sort of, they've sort of foreshadowed it a bit. Yeah, because he finds the shit in the shit. Oh. Um, <laughs> the shit in the shit. Uh, Great. No, but so far, the only way they know to kill whites is to burn them. Okay. And where do you find fire in a fucking winter wonderland? Right. Uh, Brand. Dragon bellies. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're going to need. There's, there better be some huge epic battle. Uh, well, between, I guess there's building to a, a huge epic dra- battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that seems uh, that seems to where the story's yeah. at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it would just be awesome seeing the dragons just go over a big horde of walkers. One dead, toast them up. Yeah. Uh, I think we all have visions of how we want this story to end. <laughs> I know for me, I wanted to end with Somebody being lowered into a vat of molten steel and given the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the want, ideal ending for any I film. I just want Rick and come and be like, where'd everybody go? What happened? <laughs> hey, what happened? Hey, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So we go to Bran, uh, and I, they, you don't really know if he's dreaming at first, or at least I didn't know if he was dreaming at first, um, and then until really she kind of like touches touches him and um, the guy from his dream. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jojen. Jojen yeah, Reed. Jojen Reed. Jojen Reed. Mm-hmm. And his sister Mira. Yeah. Um, and Jojen kind of like calms down Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got something, some ability. Maybe he's just friendly with animals. What's his deal? Well, he also enters into Brand's dreams and yeah. uh, is able to see into the past, future, and present and can, you know. It's green He's a, he's a, he has green dreams. Yeah. He has uh, some kind of, uh, psychic abilities, sort of. Yeah. We can, uh, or extrasensory capabilities. He can sort of transfer his, uh, his, um, his mind's eye elsewhere. Mm. And, uh, he has prophetic dreams, uh, much like Bran does. Only, mm. uh, Jojen is much more seasoned in, um, in interpreting these dreams. Yeah. Um, Mira and Judge and Reed are actually introduced much sooner in the book. They come in in the, um, in the second book and they're, and they're, uh, present in Winterfell when the, um, uh, when, the uh, when Theon and his men attack, um, <clears throat> uh, Bran has a dream before, and they, and they, they touch on it, they hint at it a little bit in the show, uh, but Bran has a dream where, um, where the ocean spills over the walls of Winterfell and everyone drowns. And uh, Jojen is kind of very morose in, his, in the interpretation of the dream, and he tells him that, you know, a lot of people are going to die. And, yeah. and, of course, the ocean does. Flow of floating over the it's walls of Winterfell. It's a metaphor for yeah. death from the sea. Yeah. Yeah. The gray joys. Right. Yeah. And then Mira's just good with a frog spear. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and Bran is, I don't know how much of this he's, he's, he's shown through the series, but he can kind of control Summer. Well, that's another thing. It, the relationship that the Starks have with their direwolves is, like, they all can do that. Like, they all, except for Lady because she's dead, and Nymeria because... Arya told her to uh, go away. There's still uh, there's still hints that Arya has some mm-hmm. very very vague psychic connection uh, with her wolf. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever get any uh, specific anything specific about Rob being able to do it with Grey Wind. I think I think it's it's not specific, but you can tell like in battle, like yeah, really... how they explain like how they just go. And uh, and them. yeah, and Shaggy Dog is uh, Rickens, and uh, he really um, mirrors uh, Rickens' um, attitudes. That's really the the wolf's name. Well, Rickens three, so he, yeah. and they all name their own wolves. So Rickens so being a little after boy, the Disney movie? Shaggy Dog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, all Rickens does well, is watch Disney tapes. The remake. Day, so. <laughs> no, no, no. He names it Shaggy Dog. They touch on what a stupid goddamn name it is. But as a little kid, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Uh, so he, Bran, tells psychically Summer to go watch. Who ran away? I didn't even notice. Uh, 
Oh, the scene with the little boy running away? Rick, yeah. Rick and oh, okay. just run just around because he's a little kid. Okay. Kid. Yeah. Uh, and he tells uh, Summer to go uh, oh, protect. Yeah. Um, when Bran uh, enters, uh, enters uh, Summer's consciousness, he's not necessarily controlling him. You know, he, uh, he, um... Asking nicely. Yeah, when he when he, when Brand dreams, he's uh he's seeing through Summer's eyes, and at this time he can't do it willingly, and he doesn't necessarily control Summer. He's okay. just sort of along for yeah. the ride. He's just like, oh, this is fun. Okay. Oh, you're ripping something. Like John shirts. Malkovich. It's nice. It's exactly like being John yeah. Malkovich. <laughs> Actually, this entire series is based what? off of being John <laughs> Malkovich. Being yeah. Summer. He's along for the ride, and he also has her senses. As well, or his senses as well, because he tastes what what he eats and stuff like that. Good. Yeah, yeah. So when Summer uh, kind of know, kills an animal and eats it, no, Brandon seems to like it. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's badass. I'm running first uh, of all. <laughs> like, yeah. running. There is a scene. There's a deleted scene where uh, where Summer eats some cat shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gotta go ahead and admit that that's not real. <laughs> yeah, I think I. I think I eat caught them pretty, pretty some, quick. Some Katie Crunchies. Uh, That's a piece of cash that's covered in cat litter. <laughs> oh, really? Then we <laughs> see our first glimpse, our first check-in with uh, with Aria, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my kitty. Uh, no, she's been around. Um, and Aria's getting... Uh, everybody is getting ridiculed for their decisions throughout this this episode as well they should I guess but the one guy uh, is saying he, he's he, you could have killed any three people mm-hmm. you could have named anybody you could have named uh, uh, Tywin uh, Joffrey yeah and in any three people and you could have ended this war but which is a really good story point. would be but exactly but yeah <laughs> well, let's, admit, let's acknowledge that Gendry is pretty fucking naive if he thinks yeah. that the death of Joffrey and Tywin will just end the war yeah it was the it was the death of the king that started it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's true. So he's just like uh, it's, it, it, it's not like it's not like somebody's gonna kill Joffrey and then, well, he's not the king anymore. So yeah. it would help, go home. though. It would, yeah, it, it arguably, I guess. Yeah, so. it would well, it would just create another power vacuum because the next person in line to be king is, is Prince Tommen, who's like four, <laughs> <laughs> the baby king. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three people that she killed had killed um, the tickler. Yeah, uh, uh, Sir Amory Lorch. The guy that was on the door was that the third? Which guy that was on the door uh, when they were going to leave? Oh, uh, when on, they on well, the with right? that, um, she spends her third death. There's her third kill on a escaping Heron yeah. Hall in general. He kills a bunch of. He just kills a bunch of guards. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then they're found by a group, Thoris. Uh, Thoros of Mir. Thoros of Mir. And when he announced who he was and from what he was from, there was an audible, yeah. from both of you, uh, the Brotherhood Without Banners. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? They're, they're like, they're not bad and they're not good either. They're without um, banners. Yeah, they have no allegiance. Yeah. They fight for themselves. But they, I, I feel uh, like they good fight, and bad is they fight for they fight for the people yes. who nobody fights for. Yes, oh, like okay. the people whose like villages get ransacked because of war. They're like the guardian angels. 
Yeah, know, except for they're the yeah. pretty, like, they're, some of them pretty shitty people. Vigilantes. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're a lot like that. They're like a kind of guerrilla army. Mm-hmm. Uh, the secret guerrilla army in service to, um, in service to the people as a whole. So they, they, um, a prevalent theme in this whole story is that, uh, is that the people are, the small folk, as they're called, are, uh, get a lot of, really, uh, bear the brunt of, uh, of these wars between mm-hmm. lords, and it really doesn't make a difference to them, you know, yeah. like that, uh, that dude we saw earlier who was just leading his wagon through the woods, mm-hmm. and, uh, who, you know, Jamie's like, we should kill him, we should kill you know, that, that doesn't make one bit of difference in that guy's life, who sits in the castle, who he pays his taxes yeah. to. Uh, it doesn't make a difference to him if Ares Targaryen is a king, or if Robert Bratkin is a king, or if Joffrey is a king, or if Stannis is a king. It doesn't make one lick of difference to that guy's life. Yeah. And that's true of all these, um, all the small folk. And they're the ones who suffer the most in a war. And uh, the whole idea behind the Brotherhood Without Banners is that somebody's going to fight for them, and is going to protect them against all these um, these roving armies who are, you know, burning their crops and taking their houses and raping their women. Yeah, they don't care if you're a lion or a wolf, like if because uh, like it's the the concept of of good and evil. I guess in any story, especially this one, is blurred because. Like, granted, we like the Starks a lot. Um, Who's to say Rob is going to be a better king? Um, Who's to say everyone that's fighting for him and all those people that he's, you know, going to promise these lands to and stuff? Well, Rob's already shown himself to be a fairly incompetent king. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Who, uh... Who can't keep his dick in his pants. Can't keep his dick in his pants. And he can't, uh... Because he... He sort of... Values honor to a fault. Mm. He he marries Talisa because it's the honorable thing to do. But it's not the it's not the smart thing to do. And it's not the practical thing to do. And it's not the kingly thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And Ned was the same way. Ned was all about what's the honorable and right yeah. thing. And the Lannisters are the opposite of that. The Lannisters are what is the shrewd thing to do. Yeah. And um, they are yeah. the uh, Slytherin. Yeah, exa- exactly. And Starks would be the Gryffindors. Well, then you have an issue with the Gryffindor lion. <laughs> yeah. Not that I. Not that I'm a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> uh, now we're on. I don't like Harry Potter. Let's put that on the record. <laughs> I don't funny. dislike Harry Potter, but, <laughs> but I'm not like a Harry you have no, you have no banner. Yeah. Uh, Tyrion, uh, talking about some girl that he screwed. Who were they talking about? The... Was it Mar? Not Mar- not Marjorie, right? No. Roz. Roz, the girl who warns. Oh, okay. Shay about Littlefinger. Okay. Um, uh, and then he starts talking about Sansa, right? Saying that um, she's a she's a pretty girl with an old name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Shay um, gets a little jealous. About I think her. I think is this is important relationship to pay attention to um, because we see again someone who kind of thinks with his dick. We have to just dickilage. Yeah, dick dickilage. Peter dickilage. Peter dickilage. Um, 
I don't want to say my opinions on people because they're framed based off more stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of what I want. <laughs> uh, okay, so that scene, not much happening. Uh, I don't think for. I mean, it's not furthering anything, right? Uh, not from what I see, I don't think. I mean, there's just Shay being jealous of him talking about. Yeah. I think it's more expository than anything. In my mind, it was just kind of like showing how much Tyrion cares about her. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're setting something up, but mm. from from what I know of the story, how it, how it happens, uh, ITB, uh, like I don't really see... Um, Anything too huge from this scene, but... Not too huge. Yeah, I mean... Nothing we didn't really already know, I guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're maybe they're setting something up differently here. Like, yeah. uh, maybe they're, um... You know, building up their relationship so that she yeah. dies or something. Maybe. Well, I mean, because they... In the last episode, uh, Tywin uh, kind of for, forbid uh, Tyrion from... Mm-hmm. Getting with her, or any other whore for that matter. Yeah, any other whore. Whore. <laughs> yeah, for that matter. Oh, uh, and he, I guess she, the word got out, and he let her know, and she came to see him anyway. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty worried about it, but not worried enough to turn down a BJ. No, uh, that actress used to do hardcore porn. Did you know that? Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. I forget what her name is. The actress who plays Shay, the funny whore. Uh, <laughs> she was a legitimate actress in Germany before Game of Thrones, but before that, she did hardcore porn. So she went from hardcore porn to legitimate German actress to play see to that? Game of Thrones, you French see Game that? of Thrones <laughs> porn stars. Yeah, let that be a lesson to all you porn stars out there. You could be a legitimate German actress. I haven't seen any of her porn. But not for lack of trying. Yeah. Because I don't have a computer right now. I just have my iPhone. and They have apps for that. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Porn apps? I don't want somebody to fucking find my phone. Like, it's already password protected. You can hide your apps. You know that, right? I don't know that. Yeah, you can Um, do that. All right. Well, is there a way to, like, take secret photos? Like, can I take pictures and have nobody see them? You can lock them. Okay, good. I think you can look. Oh, I don't know how iPhones work. World, but I prepare know for iPhone. a lot more pictures. <laughs> yeah. Never I don't know how I know any of this information, people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Listen. Somebody hides around. You guys Cor- have hidden apps. Corinne doesn't have, doesn't have any nudie picture websites. I don't. Don't even look for them. <laughs> Visible. All right? You have to know Don't codes. go to <laughs> CorinneWellsInTheBath.com <laughs> It's not a website. Uh, it is now. <laughs> it is now. One Guys, of our we're listeners. all in the bathtub right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's There's no water in it. That's why you're going to hear it. Just sitting We there. are all naked, though. Yeah, I claimed it this afternoon. Uh, Joffrey with a crossbow. Just sitting in a room... He's just... With his crossbow. I'm done talking about him. I just hate him so this much. Is, uh, this is my favorite scene in this, this episode. <laughs> so much. Why? Why is it your favorite scene, Andrew? Because this really, really drives home the point of uh, of how skilled at this game that Marjorie is. Yeah. 
Marjorie uh, was fed this information on Joffrey, and now she's exploiting it. And she, right from the get-go, she's just playing him absolutely perfectly. Mm-hmm. And um, she knows what buttons to press. What does she want? What's her deal? She wants to be able to control Joffrey. Um, again, and the Tyrells are, uh, are a family that is dominated by strong females. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Lady Olana talks about... You know, what a fat idiot Mace Tyrell is. Mace yeah. Tyrell is the Lord Paramount of the South. He's the Lord of, uh, Lord of the Reach. Um, and, you know, he's the head of the Tyrell family, but you get the sense here that it's his mother, Lady Elena, who's really calling the shots. Mm-hmm. And, um, Loras is, um, Loras is a really effective knight, but he's, he's not a smart dude. And he's not, he's not shrewd. He doesn't. He's not really part of the game or anything. He lost the love of his life. Mm-hmm. And... He's yeah. going to be a petulant little bitch about it. Yeah. But... He does... His, his, his biggest role is that of... Uh, of Marjorie's... Uh, of Marjorie's game piece. Yeah. Because Marjorie controls him. Yeah. He does what Marjorie says... And it's not, it's, it. It, and it's not like a, a, like she's mean about it. Like they're very close. Mm-hmm. They're like Jamie and Cersei without the incest. Well, well, that is implied though. There but, are in the books they do imply that they've done that. Uh, I mean, maybe. Uh, it's fun to imagine. Yeah. Um. I've I, written a bunch of stories about it. You can look it on my website. <laughs> www.andrewstantoninthebathtub.com mm-hmm. Yeah. Backslash Game of Thrones fanfic. Backslash Game of Thrones fanfic. <laughs> I've uh, created my own character in it. <laughs> I've done that for Sailor Moon. I've created my own story. I do that for everything <laughs> I watch ever. I'll tell you about my Breaking Bad character later. <laughs> uh, I gotta um, hear it. With Marjorie, we see exactly what she wants in the second season. Um, she wants to be the queen. She says that pretty much. Like I think that she is says that an word exact, for word. Yeah, she yeah. Says, I want to be the queen. Yes, I gotta rewatch this show. It's okay, yeah, I watched it like <laughs> I, I watched it like three I gotta rewatch the show. Do you have the? I'll, I'll give. It, they're all on on the. I have I HBO think. Go. I can HBO uh, Go. That's yeah. right. HBO Go. So good. Go watch Six Feet Under as well. Yeah, yeah, that's on there. But um, and yeah, we see that playing out in this season, and it's interesting um, to have a um, queen regent and another girl who wants to be a queen. No, it's enough with the clicking. Sorry, uh, Theon. We're back to Theon being tortured in gruesome ways. Uh, Somebody asking him, why did you take Winterfell? Mm-hmm. Just repeatedly, why did you take Winterfell? Um, I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> they're they're torturing him. Oh, okay. That's it. I got it. Okay, I got you. They're just torturing him to be torturous. Yeah, okay. Do they know why he did? I mean, he, he's pretty much said, I'll tell you anything. He doesn't have any real deep reason for no. it. They're just no. torturing him because Dan it's what they is, do. is just, he's just a good example of one of those emotionally fucked up 
characters. Like, he gets taken away at a young age. His dad pretty much doesn't respect him. Mm-hmm. And his he tried to hit on his sister, and she was just like, bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, Theon is, uh, is a bastard in um, the truest sense, in almost mm-hmm. the truest sense of the word. He, um... He's raised by the Starks, but he's he's not one of theirs. And um, he is a Greyjoy, but he's not one of theirs either. Yeah. Um, oh, poor Theon. Mm-hmm. He, he's really gotten an unfair an unfair shake in life. He really yeah. has. Um, Theon didn't ask to be taken a Winterfell as a boy. He didn't ask for any of that. It, and it, It's really unfair what's happened to Theon. Yeah, yeah. and I... You wish that he were smarter in how he does things, but I, he's not. So, <laughs> yeah. Theon's placed in a really difficult situation, and he ma- he makes a shitty decision. Yeah, makes a series of shitty decisions, but you know. but I it's it's a decision I feel like anybody would make. Do you either defend the people that raised you, or defend the people that you want to love you and take you back? It's one of those, yeah. I would say raised and loved. Well, he was nobody loved him. That's 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 the point. Well, I I feel like raised and I feel like Eddard kind of did. All right. Okay. I'll. I'll, And 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 Rob did. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they also. They also didn't let him forget that he was their hostage. You know what I mean? They didn't. They didn't allow him to forget that. Hey, uh, if your father acts up, you're dead. Yeah. You know. And 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 he says this. Uh, he says it, and he, he has this whole uh, impassioned uh, speech about how you know how fucked that is yeah. to to be reminded of how lucky you are to be these people's prisoner. Because that's all he is. He's their prisoner, and they 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 allow him um, they allow him the honorific titles that are uh, uh, befitting of his social standing. But he really is a prisoner because he he can't he's not free to leave Winterfell if he wants. And and again, if if Balon acts up, then Theon's dead. Yeah. Poor Theon. Poor Theon. Then. Okay. So maybe, yeah. Destroy Winterfell. Uh, Bran, Warg. Uh, so I have, was there another scene after Theon with Bran? Uh, yeah, I think this is the scene where uh, Bran is uh, is when they're walking. Uh, there's the conversation between Mira and Osha at the oh, back yeah. of the line and talking about uh, how she, Mira protects Jojen. Yeah, uh, Jojen is kind of talking to Bran more about his dreams and okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arya's out with the Brotherhood. And the Hound. And the Hound shows up. The found. The Hound is found. Sandor Clegane back in the game. <laughs> and he outs Arya. Stark bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's like a what in the seven? Nine year old girl, man. <laughs> Yeah. What in the seven? What do you say? What in the seven? Hells are you doing with the Stark, Stark bitch? bitch? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, for me, I don't, I don't know how that impacts things. Obviously, I don't think it would be good. Um, 
But I, I think that they'd probably do what they could to protect her. Mm. Well, <laughs> Arya now has value to that. Yeah. Right. That's what's important here. Yeah. She has value, and they're not necessarily on the side of the Starks. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least she's now just not out no. amongst, you know, it's not just the three of them anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, now they're not going to let her go quite right. so easily, yeah. because yeah. now they know that she's she's a high-born girl who is wanted right now. Like, yeah. There's a lot of people who want Arya to use her as a... You know, to either have her back or to have her to use as a bargaining chip. Yeah. And it's like um, uh, Faramir stumbling across uh, Frodo and Sam. Yeah, yeah. I think that's... I mean, it's astute. Yeah, I, I do think it's a lot like that. Because, um... I mean, the the, the context is different, of course. Yeah. Uh, but now that... But now that, um... The, the Brotherhood of Banners has Arya Stark, and they know that she's Arya Stark, and they know how important she is. Um, even if they don't know what they want to do with her, even if they don't specifically have anything that they want to do with her, mm-hmm. that's too valuable to let go. Yeah. And this is a setting where it's uh, common to, to ransom highborn, uh, highborn children, or, or, the, or at least the children of, of lords and yeah. ladies. Yeah. It's 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 also a good thing to keep in mind that no like and notice that no one really knows what people look like. Right. Unless like you see them. Like the yeah. reason the guy recognized Jamie was cuz from a tournament. Yeah. But like Tourney. we don't have photographers. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Can't so, check Facebook. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind. They only had MySpace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and selfies. Yeah. And selfies. <laughs> And live journals. Yeah. And Sangas. They had to check their easy J. Uh, we end with uh, probably one of the, the best scenes God, of I the two episodes, at least mm-hmm. so far. And one of my favorite scenes of the last two seasons, even. Uh, and that is uh, Bran and Jamie. They're discussing when they're going to... Bri- Brianna and Jamie are going to... You wrote Bran. I did. <laughs> There's a lot of B, Bran, Bran, Brian. Uh, in the in, iTab, it's pronounced Brian. Brian? Yeah. Okay. Not here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start saying in real life. IRL. Uh, in real life? Wait a minute. It's a, it's a show. You should uh, say OTV. <laughs> OTS. Well, uh, when these events were really happening in history. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you uh, guys see that South Park episode where um, Mr. Garrison was teaching, like, mm-hmm. Westeros history? <laughs> he's like, Westeros just, it's, history. The, it's just like in the background, he's like, well, the Lannisters, you see, they came back. And I'm just well, like, Lannisters, you see, he came back. <laughs> well, it was really funny. You are doing Mr. Mackey and we're doing Mr. Garrison. Um, which one's Garrison? The He's the teacher Mr. with the puppet. Hand. Mr. Mackey's the okay. big head guy. He doesn't okay. I, you know, I've seen maybe two episodes of the show. It's okay. It's In about, like 15, it's about all 16 of years. That's, that's about all the South Park you need to watch. Yeah. Guys, yeah. South Park has been on for almost 20 years. Do you think about that? Sandlot turns 20 years old this week. 
this week. That is, is it, <laughs> did that pop up on some calendar for you? No, I, I think someone wrote an article on like BuzzFeed or something. You wrote named Corinne Wells. Corinne Wells on the bathtub dot com. You can read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marbag's a great improviser, and he, and he got it before me. That's a good callback. <laughs> uh, so, Brian and Jamie are on the road uh, discussing whether whether or not which way should, they're going to go over. Uh, they decide to go over more exposed on the on the bridge, the aqueduct or whatever it is. The bridge it's aqueduct. A bridge. It's a bridge uh, aqueduct, right? I don't know if it's an aqueduct because an aqueduct transports water. Yeah. I not well. What what is that? You're thinking of a viaduct. Viaduct. And a viaduct is like a bridge that does not span water. What? Boom. So like an overpass over the turnpike, yeah. for example, is a viaduct. You know okay. I mean? An aqueduct. Maybe there's somebody who knows about bridges and shit. Who <laughs> and I'm totally wrong. But as I understand it, a viaduct spans. Um, okay, so spans that's just a, a gap. Just a regular bridge. Yeah. So this is just a bridge. I don't know enough to it's repeat that. It's an arch bridge. Uh, yeah. It's a pretty bridge. Yeah. You're taking my word for it at this point. Maybe it's no, in I'm Ireland not... and you can... Well, you're not going to be able to leave the airport. No, I mean, and they film in Northern Ireland. I'm going to be in that part of Ireland. Oh, jeez. Uh, so they cross the bridge. Uh, Jamie says, oh, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. And steals her sword. Cuts himself loose. Mm-hmm. For the most part, But right? he's still shackled. He's still shackled, but he cuts the... He gets the rope. The tether, yeah. Anymore. And a fight ensues, and this was already talked about a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, Corinne, you brought uh, had some good shit to say about it, um, and that is that uh, Itab seeing or hearing his his thought process going through this whole thing, and you know he knows that he's as good as he is, and then you have somebody who's challenging him pretty evenly, maybe. Uh, as far as, I mean, he's still shackled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a woman. Uh, the respect starts to grow as they, they go they go through that. And they end up getting caught by the innocent man Son that they should bitch. have killed on the road. He uh, just wanted a few pieces of silver. Yeah, gave him a silver. Yeah, he was probably compelled to tell somebody what he knew, too. Yeah. yeah. Was, Guess who I saw. He was caught, I mean... <laughs> Alright, you're a, you're a, you're a Westrosi farmer from the Riverlands, and you're set upon by a group of, uh, by a group of Dreadfort men. You're probably gonna tell them yeah. what yeah. they want to know. If they ask you, hey, have you seen this really specific guy? <laughs> yeah. And you have. With really nice teeth, yeah. still. Yeah. <laughs> With really nice teeth? Well, they probably let him brush his teeth and stuff. <laughs> They cut out a lot of the flossing scenes for the show, yeah, but sure. the books are full of them. we need to see that. Yeah, we need to see that. Seriously. There's a lot of backstory behind how floss how came floss. in Westeros. I, I would like this story a lot more if it was if it stayed um, uh, roughly uh, parallel to you know m- medieval technology, but they also had... Like one piece of modern technology, like they have, like they have microwaves. <laughs> I would love that. for them to have fucking cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like Brands in the wheelbarrow, and he has an iPod. <laughs> He's listening to song, like, like, like songs of scalds and shit. Like, he, he's still listening to Westeros song. Oh, by the way, neat little thing you may not have noticed. Um, Way back earlier in the scene, where a brand, where a shit, uh, Arya 
Hot Pie and Gendry are caught by... I uh, heard you singing along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're saying The Reigns of Castamir, which is that song from last... It's the Lannister song. And it comes up a whole bunch of times in the second season. Like, Tyrion strolls in, strolls around singing, whistling it for a bit. Uh, Bronn sings it with um, with some Lannister men. It's a song about... And Andrew uh, Sand yeah. sings it yeah. as yeah. well. And Andrew <laughs> sings it well. It's pretty. It's pretty metal. It's, um, it's a song. It's a song that is about the dangers of fucking with Lord Tywin, and it's why you don't do it. And the story goes that uh, um, when Lord Tywin, or when Tywin first becomes Lord of the Westerlands, when he first becomes Lord Lannister, uh, one of their uh, one of his vassals, this guy, um, uh, his name, whose name was. Uh, I forget what their first name was, but his name was Rain. Uh, he lived at this castle called Castamere, and he kind of rebelled against Tywin and got fucked up. And there's no more cast, and there's no more Rains at Castamere now because they're all dead. So the song is about uh, you know, how the now the Rains weep over his hall, and no one's there to hear. And it's uh, it's supposed to be, it, and like it has a much greater uh, implication to the book because everybody knows the song and they know what it means, and it's used in a very threatening way. Mm. So, um, you know, like a, a Lannister will have someone sing it, and it's supposed to be you know, very ominous and threatening. And it was just neat that this guy was singing. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't don't say okay at me like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is that better? Yookie dookie. No, don't be. Uh, no, it's a good story. Uh, I don't know. It would have been great things. if you'd read it I in the book by the guy who fucking wrote it I instead of everybody hearing me talk about it I like an asshole. No, I'm not talking those. to you. I'm yelling at me, Mike. No, I'm disappointed in in the me. way I turned out as a person. <laughs> uh, so that's the, the end of the episode is them getting caught uh, which for me, I don't know. This is all my guessing, which is very short-sighted guessing. I'm not even thinking like down way down the line, but I would think that this is going to be like a situation of you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, sort of thing. So those two maybe kind of working together to get out of that situation some way, um, and then having to make some decisions and. Whatnot down the line. Isn't that usually make some decisions? Um, <laughs> I think there will be decisions, decisions will be made. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, as far as uh, I think they're going to have to make some choices. Like they're probably going to have. If I had to guess, there's probably going to be some kind of cooperation. Yeah, cooperation, sort of even friendship, um, usefulness there. Uh, that uh, Jamie Lannister would probably be the likely one to turn on uh, at some point. Well, I mean, we've seen that set up. Uh, so there's cooperation between Bran and uh, Brienne. See, you got me oh. doing it now. Between Brienne, no, I don't have you doing it. <laughs> yeah, you George do. George R. R. Martin has you doing it. Okay, here uh, about him having confusing character names. Uh, Osha, uh, what did yeah. you call her earlier? What did you call her? Tonks. Well, I called her Tonks because Tonks. it was that's what her name was yeah. in Harry Potter. Uh, the, the character's name is Osha, and in the show, uh, Theon's sister is named Yara. Yeah. But in the book, she's named Asha. Asha. So there's Osha and Asha. It, so you wouldn't be confused. And Theon even comments on it. I believe there's a where Theon says something about, like, God, their names are so similar. I like, wonder, if, wonder if they fuck the same way or something like that. I don't know. 
Why would he? Uh, he's that's right. not what he thinks. Okay. Uh, I I projected that onto him. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, yeah. That's that's the episode right there. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Did anybody die? No one died. No one died. So we had two new segments that we were going to introduce. We were going to introduce what? Obits, and then boob shots of the. We didn't the get show. to do any of either them. of them. None of it, guys. I think there's an obit coming next week. Yeah, and a boobit. A boobit. A boobit. Yeah. When a when a boob dies. Uh, a the saddest episode when a boob dies. <laughs> yes. This is what happens when a boob dies. Well, all right. Well, I don't know if we've ever seen anybody die topless yet in this show. When Jason Voorhees shows up, that will no doubt happen. I'm trying to think. Have Have we seen any dead titties? I don't think so. We've seen characters who we've we've actually seen boobs die. Um, not women boobs, but last episode when the Unsullied got his nipple cut off. Yeah. Rest in peace to that boob. Yeah, to that. Uh, yeah. Pour it out. Pour, it. pour some coke out. Um, we saw, we saw Doria's boobs, and, uh, she died, presumably. Mm-hmm. She got locked in the vault with, uh, with Zarozo and Dexos. Yeah. I was thinking that someone... Got. I was confusing Game of Thrones with the Sons of Anarchy episode. <laughs> that's that's fair. I mean, yeah. they wear a lot of leather. I guess there's probably a lot of. Beards. But in that show, I think somebody got their uh, one of the characters got one of their their boobs cut off. Was there a tattoo on the boob? I don't think so. Uh, I was gonna say if there was, it was probably Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> I think. Well, I'm pretty sure it was Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, it was Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, they were writing sure it wasn't porn you were watching. There's some fucked up porn on that website. Sure is. It's all I imagine there would be if it was a real website, which is not. <laughs> Don't try going to it. You'll, because you'll it's just already get an error. <laughs> you'll just get one of those 401 errors because it's not yeah. a real website, Stop, folks. Guys. Pretty soon there'll be some under construction gifts on there. <laughs> um, all right, so that's that's the episode. Is there anything else? That you guys wanted to say about this particular episode in terms of the show. No, but I think it would be fun if um, we said how we want the entire thing to end. (laughs) In the second episode of the third season? Like, if, if, like, every episode one person gives their, like, entire series ending. Like, not not of the season. I'm completely unprepared to do so. Uh, I would well, like I to see. I think it would be interesting, <laughs> like to like hear what you to hear to say. A, a situation of how it's all going to end with no specifics of name <laughs> <Exactly>. or house. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you're you're just as equipped to predict what the ending is going to be as we are. I think. I I would like to rewatch. What is it? Twenty hours. Yeah. So I, within a yeah. day, I can do it in a day. Uh, rewatch these done. series and uh, get caught up. I mean, uh, yeah, Kate Thompson and I watched the entire extended trilogy of Lord of the Rings in one sitting. We did uh, a few weeks ago. Um, it was the day of the hurricane. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we also drank a ton was of beer. That was in October, <laughs> a few months ago. Yeah. It was a couple of days. Maybe ago. it was a different hurricane. <laughs> yeah. it was a couple hours. Ago. It was last week sometime. <laughs> uh, what day is it? 
Uh, but yeah, we watched the entire the entire thing, and I had done that by myself. The extended, yes, though? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Nice. Yeah, okay. it's a lot shorter than you think, really, isn't it? The extended, yeah. Like when I watched the entire extended trilogy, I just it, I felt like it was going to be a lot longer than it turned out to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Never mind. Whatever. Yes, I, I I'm aware. <laughs> um, uh, Kate Thompson. Speaking of her, yeah. uh, I was talking to her the other day. You have to bring her down one week. I will. Um, <laughs> if you don't want to, no, I'm, I will. No, I'm, I'm cool. Will. I'm I'm cool with uh, bringing Kate with me wherever I'm going. Um, a few people have also expressed some interest in joining in. We'll talk about it uh, off the podcast. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> Do you yeah. have some opinions? Yeah. <laughs> in case somebody really don't want on here. Uh, Arya is coming to say hello. Uh, both of you guys are both of you guys, but. You guy, you woman, uh, <laughs> you woman. Oh, uh, real quick, ahead. sorry sure. to cut you off. Uh, by the way, how I want ending. this to end is uh, I want it to turn out to be Bob Newhart's dream. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the weirdest dream. I was serving coffee in Westeros. Um, I just want it to fade to black. Uh, so like, cut yeah. to black. Don't stop believing. And... Any shows coming up for anybody that's listening? Because there's probably a lot of Philly people that are going to mm-hmm. be hearing it. Although it is on iTunes now. Oh, shit. Dark Raven oh. Mad is now available on iTunes. Well, and there's only oh. like five to ten yeah. that are on there that I could tell. So people will be listening to this. I hope so. Uh, well, uh, keep your eyes and ears open for a more safe, weird uh, fundraising shows uh, as we try to... I raised some money to offset our travel costs to go to England. Um. Wow. Corinne. <laughs> um, Aside from Cage Match. This week, musical review. Yeah. Um, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 8. At 8. At 8 p.m. Uh, Dog Mountain later on this month. Oof, Keep an oof. eye out. Oof. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and Hot Dish. Don't, we don't have any more shows this month, so... But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'll be talking more about the Sideshow Musical Review in the intro. Uh, probably a little bit about Dog Mountain, too, because I, too, am involved with those things. But other than that, uh, I think that's it for this week. Um, uh, the night is dark and full of terrors. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is Dead May Never Die? Vela. And the second episode... Of Stark Raven Mad is now in the books. Is is now ITB. Well, I guess more ITAP. This is more of an ITAP. Uh, I think I kind of cut off Corinne at the end there. She was either going to say uh, Valar Dohiris or Valar Margulis. Uh, I, however the hell they're said, I'm not really sure. I'm sorry. I probably just offended many Game of Thrones fans by saying it um, incorrectly. And for that, I apologize for my ignorance uh, thank you to Corinne. Thank you to Andrew Stanton once again uh, for uh, joining me and kind of educating me through this whole process, for highlighting different things that I don't know from the books because I haven't read them, and um, although that probably wouldn't have helped because they're also highlighting things that are uh, clearly in the series that I either forgot or didn't notice. Uh, I am a fan of this show, people. Don't let this podcast... Uh, let you lose sight of the fact that I do enjoy watching this show 
and uh, make it a point to do so. I'm doing a podcast. I like the show, and I feel the need to defend it after each week. Uh, oh, Jesus. Uh, I will probably be joined by both of those uh, lovely panelists, Andrew and Corinne, next week. Uh, I haven't heard anything to the contrary. And maybe even one or two other people. I don't know who those one or two would be just yet, but uh, it will be fun to have even more voices berating me throughout the hour, hour and a half that we talk about this sh- this show. Uh, so thank you, and uh, rate us on on iTunes and pass the word. Pass the word. Pass the pass the yeah. I guess pass the word. Get 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 the word out about the uh, the podcast. I think it's uh, very informative. I think it's a lot of fun, and we'll only get more fun as we are able to add different segments and and more people. Uh, so yeah, Stark Raven Matt, get the word out. Rate us, bada bing, bada. Bing.